1: Hello and welcome to Attacking Third is CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we're bringing you a news and notes podcast. But before we get into all what's happening across women's soccer, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. And you can watch us as video too at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on our exclusive interviews or whenever we go live. We've got to get into some things happening in women's
2: soccer. Lisa, how are you doing today? You ready to chat about it all? So many things, Sandra. Lots of trades happening, winners happening, uh, winning games and tournaments and things like that. We got to dive into. um, I'm doing really well, right? Like this is game week. This is the NWSL count start. We're getting ready for all of it to gear up and not stop until what the end of October and I'm hyped for it I'm hype how are you doing gear up. Oh, we also haven't done a weather check-in
1: how you guys doing over there you know what first I love that you say the gear up and not stop because that energy is so true number one and then number two honestly like spring is starting to like you know, show its little lovely head a little bit. I don't. I'm, I'm whispering almost because I don't want to jinx it, right? Of mm-hmm. being in Chicago, so like that kind of first like fifty-ish degree day with like sun on wow. you, like in Chicago, like in March specifically, just like feels a little bit different than you know maybe the random one that pops up. Uh But it's it's been nice, you know, able to walk the dog in some sunshine versus. Some some gloom, and uh I, I want to say that that's like a premonition, like it's a good, like a little bit of foreshadowing ahead of you know this weekend where we're finally going to get some NWSL action with the return of the Challenge Cup, and we are going to have an episode dedicated just to previewing all of that as well. So stay tuned for that. uh But I mean, it is March, right? I'm talking about March, we're talking about the weather. So let's talk a little bit about March. Mad- before we dive into everything, attacking third listeners, we've been telling you we want you to compete with us in a bracket challenge game. I'm gonna be in there, Lisa's gonna be in there. We're gonna have Lori Lindsay participate in there, and we want you to participate with us as well. You can join us at cbsports.com/slash attacking third. And the winner will get a hundred dollar gift card to Paramount Plus. You're able to watch NCAA tournament games on Paramount Plus, tons of soccer from Champions League to CONCACAF to NWSL, of course. You've got golf majors in the spring, NFL football in the fall. And we're very excited for the debut of Halo, which is streaming March 24th exclusively on Paramount Plus. So just head on over. ParamountPlus.com slash Halo. Try it out for free. But this is really about the bracket. So don't just enter once because no one actually enters one pool. You can create a group of your own to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for a chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four. And best of all, it's free to enter. So, I just want to let you all know that we also have a CBS Women's Bracket Challenge this year and the game works just like the men's bracket with a chance to win a trip to the 2023 Women's Final Four. Plus, anyone that plays both the men's and women's challenges will be entered to win a Nissan Frontier. So I'm a little jealous <laughs> of yeah. some of the perks that are within this. Uh, the you're not eligible, Sandra. I know I'm not <laughs> eligible, you know, but I, listen, hopefully our good energy will manifest a winner from our pool. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Exactly. That, that's what I'm talking about too. I mean, so I've entered our attacking third one. I ten- entered Galazzo. As well, I entered. I host one with like my Marquette gals that I played soccer with. You have to be an alum because you can't bet as a college yep. kid. Uh, so, alum Marquette Women's Soccer, I'm in that one and I host that one. I'm also in another one that um, 50% of the, ben- the like proceeds go to benefits, so um, go to a charity. Love so, that. I'm in four right now. I love yeah, that. So, um, I'm hype about this and I have Marquette going far because they're in <laughs> North Carolina play Thursday. I just got to plug it all. I I love that. I I love it.
1: I I hope, I hope we get a ton of people participating in this. Join the attacking third bracket, compete against Lisa and myself, get a shot at that hundred dollar Paramount plus gift card. Join at cbsportscom slash Attacking Third. Let's get into the news and notes that you may have missed over the last week or so. Let's kick things off with some action across NWSL. Challenge Cup is here. It's it's coming up uh, over the weekend. There are some last-minute roster moves that have been uh, happening, some kit reveals. Let's talk about it all. Gotham FC uh, making some news, uh, officially re-signing Japanese international midfielder Naomi Kawasumi to a contract extension through 2023 and they also signed their 2022 draft pick the goalkeeper Hensley, handcuff for one year with a one-year option and gotham went ahead and also made some player movement uh they traded forward elizabeth eddie to houston dash uh for some draft picks so some some action happening out of gotham ahead of uh their first NWSL action and challenge cup
2: Yeah. I mean, this, I think this says a lot about Scott Parkinson too. He had, in his press release about Kawasumi and re-signing the midfielder, he said just how much of a veteran leader she is and, and a professional, which really elevates the game, and then also a, a veteran in Kawasumi, and then also a 2022 draft pick in Hensley Handcuff, um, goalkeeper. She's out of Clemson. Clemson, She did play a few years at Villanova. That's actually how I know her. I, I call Villanova soccer matches, and that's how I knew her from her time at Villanova, but then she graduated ultimately from Clemson, um, and saying that she's a Competitor. She elevates the training facility. And and in just six weeks or so since February 1, when she reported after being drafted, now to getting a a one year contract is pretty big. And I think for Handcuff, it's pretty beneficial looking at the the other goalkeepers that she will be competing with Ashlyn Harris, Michelle Bedos. This is a great learning experience uh, for Handcuff. And of course, Kawasumi to keep that player around in the midfield. I think that. It adds such a different look to Gotham's midfield. And now, remember, Christine U.S. is thrown in there. They got yeah. Ali Long, McCall Zerboni. It's a nice mix. It's a nice mix.
1: No, I, I like the moves. Honestly, I think uh, Elizabeth Eddy is, is is someone who's who's considered, you know, a veteran of this league now, just an yeah. NWL experienced player. Uh, and there were there was some movement there prior to actual movement with a trade. But I'm talking about like movement, like in terms of like positionally. Right. Yeah. Like on a pitch. Yeah. So like there was some there were maybe some questions of like, where are we going to like best utilize this player when it came to, to Gotham? Right. Whether it was under Freya Coombe or, you know, even under Scott Parkinson. So watching her uh, get some time defensively, but also seeing her move like able to to move up higher on the pitch because she's typically a, a forward. So, you know, we'll see you know how she fits in. Uh, you know, with, with the dash, but I also really like the the goalkeeper signing. I'm in agreement with you. I think you know, in making sure that you have a young prospect right mm-hmm. in this position uh, is going to be important for Gotham in, in the long run. You know, they had, they were didn't have anything to worry about for so long with somebody like a Caitlin Sheridan and net, but they they obviously made some adjustments there, and they've got not just one but two very experienced goalkeepers now in uh, Ashton Harris and Michelle Beto. So this, this one year, one option, uh, you know, to sort of have a young goalkeeper to kind of sort of like, you know, bring up and, and train and develop right alongside these other goalkeepers, I think could, end up in a kind of a payoff a little bit for, for Gotham moving forward when you're investing in a young prospect like that. Speaking of investing in a young prospect, Portland Thorns also making some headlines as well. They have extended forward Sophia Smith on a new contract. Smith signing a three year deal with the Thorns, uh, She's been with the Thorns since 2019, drafted directly out of the draft, Uh, still a young player, still a high ceiling, I think. And, uh, I mean, it's evident that uh, they want to ensure that she's going to remain with the Thorns as she continues to develop. Um, We got to see her, you know, during those matches in the She Believes Cup. And, um, you know, even what we saw out of this forward last year, Lisa, I think she brings a very exciting, very smart, attacking presence to that front line for the Thorns. And this was smart on the Thorns side to ensure that, like, listen, you're...
2: Initial contract is eventually going to be up. Let's extend it now. We want you here. Yeah, she even uh, sat down with Crystal Dunn, midfielder for Portland Thorns. It was on Portland's website and their social media. Great little interview, right, with yeah. Crystal Dunn. She's not competing. She's pregnant and, and expecting soon, but yeah. she's still involved in interviewing the players. It was actually a cute little chat. Um, but. I love it. She asked Sophia, she was like, you've been here for for three years already and now you get another three years. And Sophia reminded us fans, me, that she was drafted. It was a COVID year, then she was injured. So she really didn't even get three full years of playing and already she's established herself on the United States Women's National Team established herself in the front line for Portland Thorns as someone that cannot be missed and extended her contract for another three years. It's it's incredible that she's only 21 years old. So yeah, this is a huge, huge grab for Portland Thorns. Um, I think Rain Wilkinson and, and Karina LeBlanc at Thorns, this was such a smart move for them. Uh, why not keep her around? She's, she's becoming like the face, the young face of yeah. the national team of Portland Thorns. This is a, this is a good player to keep around.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to see how, uh, how a Portland Thorns looks, you know, with Sophia Smith as its face of the franchise. Yeah. Right. It's a, uh, almost feels like a little bit of a, Uh, A new era kind of signing. Right. With all of these contracts that they've issued and you're looking at maybe like a player like Sinclair where the contract is maybe a little shorter. Right. Someone who's been with the franchise since its beginnings. And then somebody like Sophia Smith, who's just kind of getting started. Right. To have this kind of lengthier contract. Uh, I think it's going to bode well for them in the future. Uh, Lindsay Agnew got a, uh, announced, uh, announces her retirement uh, with the North Carolina Courage. Had a six-year career in the league uh, with the Courage, uh, the Spirit, and the Canadian national team as well. Uh, so she recently announced her retirement with uh, with the Courage will no longer be participating um, at the pro level on to other things. So congratulations to her. Some news out of O.L. Reign, Madison Hammond, Involved in a trade to Angel City FC for a second-round pick and $45,000 in allocation money. When we're looking at this move a little bit, I think it's a little bit of a mutual move, honestly. Mm -hmm. I I think Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good return for a young prospect. In Hammond, who you know just wasn't getting the time really you know uh with this with this team maybe as she should have uh rumblings around the league you know looking at her as as potentially a starter right P- possibly yeah. on another team and when you're looking at Angel City uh some of the adjustments that they're going to uh have to make you know ahead of their own challenge cup ahead of their first inaugural season um dealing with an injury blow to to Sarah Gordon. So not kind of, you know, having that defensive depth that they maybe thought that they were going to have. I think this is maybe a good move uh, for both parties here.
2: Yeah, this is a great move. Madison Hammond is a good player. She's a very good defender. She has so many basic skills that, Uh, have already developed in just one year with O.L. Reign, but because she was sitting behind such top-notch players at O.L. Reign, she didn't see the field as much as she would have at other teams. That's why you're right. This is a mutually beneficial trade sending her to Angel City because Angel City needs defensive depth. Even if Hammond isn't a starter, right, when she gets there, right, I mean, this weekend, let's be frank, um, even if she's not a starter, she'll see time and and she will have – she'll provide depth in the defensive position because she can play in the center back or on the outside back um but preferably the center back is where i like to watch her play uh yeah this is a good move and a good trade for angel city because uh, no earths no julie earths no sarah gordon it's it's looking a little questionable we'll see i'm excited to chat with you about this on sunday sandra just getting worked up. <laughs> I mean, it's something that we're gonna have to pay attention to,
1: absolutely. Uh, we're still gonna stay with some news coming out of of the rain, uh, but it's gonna be on the, the kit side of things, this the Jersey side of things. This is also the fun time of year where we're starting to see uh clubs go ahead and introduce their kits for the new season. O.L. Reign revealing the honor kit. It is a white jersey, and it's going to replace last year's white jersey, being referred to as Gratitude, featuring names of clubs, season ticket holders, and subtle gray text. Uh, it's the return of that really, really awesome kick-ass front name sponsor. I love it. The Black Future Co-op Fund, they're bringing that back on the front. It's a cooperative for or Beef by and for Black Washingtonians to ignite. Black generational prosperity, health and well being. So that has returned on the front. And uh it's it's it screams Leon, right? Mm-hmm. We have to talk about that a little bit, Lisa. This is this has been a franchise that has obviously undergone the uh the O L rebrand for some time, right? But this jersey in particular just sort of really kind of has that feel, right? Where it's got the blue stripes that are running down, is running right down the middle of of the of the front of the kit. And then there's these other components to this reveal that are kind of just making it a little bit more uh personalized I feel you know with sort of recognizing former players past present who have represented the ring.
2: Yeah, I I like this. It does scream Leon as soon as you look at it. It's like wait, who who's playing in this? Um but I like the kits. I love that the players' names are on them. That's something that they did also with their gratitude jersey last year. It featured the, the season ticket holders in the gray spaces of that jersey. Um, so this is not new for O.L. Rain. I think it's a very creative touch to it. And you can actually read the names. Like uh, It's not so small that it's illegible. So I think that's pretty cool. It's a nice tribute to that. And it's because O.L. Rain. It, I mean – NWSL entering its 10th year playing, and OL Rain has been around since 2013. From the very start, Um, they've had a lot of players coming in and out of their program to make not only OL Rain what it is and the rain what it is, but the league what it is. I think right now, most remaining active players from the 2013 roster are are on OL Rain compared to any other club Jess Fishlock, Low Barnes, and Megan Merpino. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool tribute to a uh, Reign rain and, and the club and even the nwsl it's funny because these kit reveals started coming out over the last day or two but yeah. before that three or four days before that there was buzz like where are the new kits? It's like one of my most exciting parts of the year. Like, okay, what are the kits going to look like? I like the home kits, the away kits. And then I was like, okay, maybe for Challenge Cup, these clubs aren't going to roll them out and they'll wait. They'll kind of hold them until the regular season starts. But we started to see a few kits come out. And this one, definitely a a lot of meaning behind it. It it caught my attention. I was like zooming in on Twitter, looking at all of the different names, trying to find people that I know, You, you know, that I always got to find my friends that played for, for the rain. So Marquette gals, two of them listed on there. Let's go ladies. But (laughs) I always have to do that. Search in. I like these kids. I like them, frankly.
1: No, I, uh, I really enjoyed them, too. And I love kind of like the reveal, too, right? It had all the, the players rocking them, posing them, kind of putting their own twist on them with their own style. Uh, and just sort of seeing them in these kits with like the backdrop, like the setting that they took them in was like at Lumen's Field, you know, which is where they're going to be playing their games now. So it was cool to sort of. Introduce a new kit while introducing that with the backdrop of, of their new home stadium, essentially. So uh, bravo to them. Good job with them. Um, seeing, you know, like you said, a couple kit reveals. I mean, we got to see Naomi Osaka uh, rock a, a new uh, North Carolina Courage jersey while participating in the uh, Indian Wells. So, I mean, having a, you know, one of your most prolific owners who's one of the you know biggest faces in sports in the world kind of reveal you know help reveal your uh your new jersey for 2022 i think is very very exciting so it's always cool to sort of see how teams are sort of utilizing different ways to to show off uh their new kits and i'm excited to to see more roll out in 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 the process and lead up to um the challenge cup and to the regular season
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: In terms of news on the United States Women's National Team front, Vice President Kamala Harris is hosting uh, the White House Payday Summit. And current and former members of the United States Women's National Team are attending the Equal Pay Summit at the White House. At the time of this recording, the event is currently underway so people are going to have to get a get a look at that uh, to get a little bit more information but I love that this is sort of becoming a reoccurring event a little bit right you know in terms of a payday summit an equal pay summit uh, this is not the first time that uh, members of this team have been to the White House right let's we can have a, a little bit of a, a laugh about that in terms of their success has uh, repeatedly brought them to that, to that place but in terms of things like this event an the pay summit um this is not the the first go around uh, go around with that you know we saw margaret purse we saw megan rapino uh attending this similarly uh a year ago and getting to hear from them uh, during their time uh at, at the summit uh it was very very enlightening and uh, i hope uh i hope folks get a chance to to take a look at that uh,
2: yeah. it- last year last year when it happened it was more about the conversation of we need equal pay. And now from what I'm seeing and hearing about it, it's almost more of a celebration in the most recent U.S. Soccer Federation and United States Women's National Team settlement, um, which still kind of needs to be draw, it's not, it's not finished, right? They still need a CBA. There's still a lot more to come, but they've gotten to this point. So they are attending at the white house to honor that and celebrate that. But I think the vibe is more so that yes, this equal pay summit has happened before and it's happening again, but when are we going to get to the point where it doesn't have to happen anymore because it's not a conversation. Uh, but it is nice to see that players attending and, and being there with vice president, um, Harris, right? Like this is what these players fought for They're using their voices and their platform, and they're attending and showing up today. Again, it is happening. Now, at the time yeah. of this recording, <laughs> it is it is going to be interesting to see.
1: It's just sort of like how you pointed out kind of the contrast, mm-hmm. of things, right? You know, versus last year's visit, you know, compared to, to this year's yeah. visit. It's definitely, it's definitely a different energy. Maybe even it's not, I don't think it's unfair to say a better energy for sure. Uh, congratulations are in order, uh, to the United States U20 national team, they are the winners of the CONCACAF WU20 championship, the final coming down. To the united states and mexico usa winning 2-0 with goals from michelle cooper and Talia de la Puerta, a penalty kick that was converted. So congratulations to the young squad. Both of these national teams punching their ticket to the U20 World Cup, and uh, I love it. Hopefully, maybe a little bit of a a, but, a budding rivalry on the uh, on the youth level uh, for for this one. Uh, so I'm excited to see its continued development. Maybe into the U20 World Cup, we will see. Let's keep traveling around the world a little bit we got to go through some fixtures in FAWSL. chelsea beating ashton <laughs> via
2: 1-0 impressive and dramatic fashion <laughs> very impressive very dramatic this is a stoppage time goal from sam kerr chelsea extending their unbeaten streak to six games this was a good match this was a good match and, and sam kerr easily walking away from this one with woman of the match uh, hands down. Just she's so impressive to watch. Can we get her back in the NWSL? So I get to watch her every single day, but uh, I like this one, Sandra. Were you impressed with this? Were you surprised by Sam Kerr's performance or were you like, this is just a day in the life of Sam Kerr? A little bit of both. Honestly, (laughs) like watching it happen. I was just
1: like, yeah, of course that happened. And of course that was, Sam Kerr, uh, behind it. Right. So it just was one of these things where it's like, you figured if it was going to end in like a zero, zero draw, it still would have been part of their, you know, like an undefeated streak, but it's an un- un- unbeaten streak. That's now extending to to six games. And the fact that a player like Kerr has, you know, has been with Chelsea, for a few years now and has collected the amount of goals that she's done already for just this one franchise right it's it's it was very it was just a very impressive day for a player like that like all around like all encompassing of what the day meant on a number of different levels whether it was for an individual performance right specifically from Kerr or for the franchise you know in in Chelsea considering um you know the franchise has been in the headlines for a number of reasons in terms of being moved around and with what's going on in the world. So mm-hmm. to sort of see that, sort of have Kerr, you know, know that, kind of have that in the back of your mind. You know, we saw like the clips of the interview, right? You know, whether it's uh, Ham or Sam Kerr and saying, "Hey, like that's for you, Chelsea fans," right? Because it's been it's been tough, right? So to sort of have this these moments of joy, right, kind of coming out yeah. on the pitch, um, it's a nice to sort of have something like that I think for both the players you know and and their prospective fans uh let's travel out of England for a second right let's go to Spain Barcelona are the 2021 2022 Primera Division champions going undefeated once more 24 and 0 on the season and they do it with a win in El Clasico with a victory over Real Madrid 5-0 Crowned Ooh. champions of Spain with six games to spare. They're the greatest team in the world. They're the team to beat once and more, Lisa. I just, uh, it's just so impressive um, what we've seen out of this team over the last, we'll even just say like 18 months or yeah. so. It doesn't even have to be two years. It's just very, very impressive. They were already up 2 okay. 0 at halftime with this game, right? It was almost written before it before it ended
2: that's one thing about this team they're so consistent you know exactly what you're going to get uh, before the whistle even blows to start the match and and that's what you get: twenty-four and zero for Barcelona on this season so far. I mean, incredible, incredible for them. They are the best. I, I like to see them being celebrated, right, and, and to having the best player in the world on their team and being the best team and and raising the trophy. It this is fun. This is these are the fun moments that I like to talk about: Chelsea winning and then Barcelona winning yeah. and and raising this cup. I like this a lot. But as you mentioned, up 2-0 at the half. And then getting three more, one of them being an own goal in the second half to end this one 5-0 at the end of it over Real Madrid. Incredible. Sandra, I love I love talking about the world of soccer news with you because then we get to like touch on these other <laughs> and things. We, yeah
1: because we actually get to chat a little bit uh, about it right we don't uh, we don't often get the opportunity to do this when we do it's uh, we like to hype it up uh, a little bit and and we'll probably take deeper dives into you know women's super league uh, in the near future right as, as Paramount Plus will be the home for for FAWSL uh, moving forward beginning this summer but getting the chance to talk about Primera Division doesn't a- often have happen for us. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to get a chance to chat about it when we can. Just again, because just what they're doing on the pitch is uh I just feel like it just it's just very, very special uh that what we're witnessing right with this particular group of players, you know, and to sort of have another domestic title right under their belt and it just feels like there will just be more to come it's hard to believe that it almost feels like this is really just like the beginning of 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 this franchise and and the things that they're going to win and they're doing it with just phenomenal players on the pitch. Right. And yes, uh, Alexis, uh, you know, Alexa Puteas is, is the greatest player in the world right now, uh, getting a brace right in this game, but having a number of players, you know, whether it's, you know, Hermoso er- or, or Lincoln Martin's part of this, mm-hmm. team, you know, I see how is the top scorer in the league with 19 goals, you know? So it's, 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 you can go across this roster and say, star, 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 <laughs> star, like it's, uh, <laughs> It's it's impressive, and it's not like this this team of galaxy superstars that aren't achieving things. They're going out on the pitch, and they're actually delivering. You know, yes,
2: and and she's the top scorer with nineteen goals, and then four of her teammates are in the other top five. So, top five of the league's top goal scorers are on the same team. Yeah, kind of kind of hard. Kind of cool. Maybe. Kind of unfair, kind of cool. Maybe
1: that's why they're undefeated. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just spitballing here. Just throwing it out there. How's that for somebody? you don't know anything
2: about the sport, but maybe that's it.
1: Maybe that can have something to do with it. Prize money. Let's talk about money in women's soccer. The Women's FA Cup Prize Fund will increase to 3 million pounds, $3.92 million uh, per year starting next season. The English Football Association announced that on Monday. The current prize money for winning the Women's FA Cup is currently 25 pounds with 15,000 pounds going to the runner up, so in the men's competition, the winner and runner-up re- typically receive 1.8 million pounds and 900 thousand pounds, respectively. So, just a little bit of numbers to throw out there for our listeners to sort of get engaged. You know, the uh, the discrepancy, right, in terms of of the the prize money uh, for the FA Cup. Uh, the FA's decision is going to allow UEFA's move to double its prize fund for this year's Women's European Championship in England to 16 million euros, with increased guaranteed payments for the 16 qualified teams. So that's news to celebrate. I think that is
2: huge news. $3.9 million um, starting next season. Now it's not all going to go to, this was also in the release that all of that $3.92 million isn't all going to the winner. And then the runner up there is going to be some of that money allocated to uh, the beginning rounds of, of the FA cup. However, that's still a lot of money, especially when you compare it to uh, the men's competition and what they're receiving. 1.8, if you're the winner, 1.8 million pounds and then 900,000 pounds if you're the runner up. So this is a huge increase. I mean, this is fantastic. Equal pay, right? We talked about with the U.S. side um, being at the White House today for equal pay day and now the FA Cup prize being increased. Um, It just makes the competition for the women that much up more respected to the naked eye i'm going to say if it yeah. looks like they're getting the same amount which it should be because the competition is could be arguably better just it's as soccer. yeah
1: it's a sport and they're both playing the same sport mm-hmm. uh i love it i love that that's kind of coming full circle right as we prepare to sort of Close out the the episode at least. Let's bring it back stateside, though, to kind of close things out. Let's talk about another league that we uh, don't often get a chance to talk about, but it's fun when we do. The USL Super League is aligning with the international women's soccer calendar. The league is set to launch in August of 2023. It's going to be a fall to spring calendar, which is kind of unique to American soccer. And the effort is to prioritize fan experience on field competition, participation in the global transfer market and other various commercial opportunities. And uh, Amanda Vandevort, the USL super league president saying the calendar is constructed with players in mind from playing conditions to career development, to mental and physical well-being. So I have a bit of news in terms of that it's making this type of calendar mm-hmm. a little bit unique to American domestic soccer. It Remember is. It is. Yeah.
2: it is. There'll be a, a winter break for FIFA window and international windows. And then the summer will be the off season, which does line up exactly with the European soccer schedule, which allows yeah. for uh, better transfer market mm-hmm. windows, which allows the USL teams to get first pick at the players that they want because these players are now not competing to go overseas and plays it just make thing makes things a lot more cohesive and now there's actual like optimized recovery time that's why Amanda Vandervoort, uh the president of US Super League said that she said because it's it's physical and mental well-being because now they get a little bit of an off season everyone in their profession Needs yep. times needs time off for their mental health, for their physical health. And now that's the off-season in the summer for this league, which is – it's really good. I mean, the fall to spring calendar with the winter break, it, it avoids the World Cup qualifiers overlapping, which yeah. also physical health for these players. They're not going from international matches right back into their Super League matches. Um, I like this a lot. I think it challenges – the American system, because right, this is not what the American soccer calendar looks like by any means. And by going with what the European soccer calendar looks like, it challenges the American soccer calendar. And this is not what the NWSL calendar looks like. They starting what March, the regular season in May and goes right throughout the summer during world cup qualifiers, during the world cup in 2023. Um, I think it puts a little bit more eyeballs on the NWSL, not that they don't have enough going on, but on their calendar <laughs> calendars, kind of, uh, how this conflicts with the international and European schedules. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays
1: out. It'll be interesting to see uh, other American domestic professional leagues maybe keeping an eye on it. Right. And sort of seeing how that kind of pans out, how that, you know, develops over time. Uh, in terms of its its benefits, right? You know, that's, you know, for, yeah. for the players and, and for the league itself. Uh, I know we'll be paying attention to it for sure. Uh, and the fact that it's, you know, avoiding such a big thing like, you know, World Cup or potentially qualifiers, yeah. I'm sure that's going to maybe force at least you know, some not speculation, but just discussions, right, about it and how a schedule looks, you know, or what a schedule looks
2: like in the future. But, uh, you know. It's almost a good test for a new league to see if they can still have the fan traction that they would have in in the United States without being on a, quote, American League schedule in that sense. I I hope there are, like, some measurables that they can use to actually qualify, like, if this is – good if this is better if this is because it's different right but how much different how much better how much are these players less injured like I think those are stats that I'm going to be keyed in for after the first season after the second season like okay how are players injury levels how is their mental health right like these are the things that kind of determine how good or bad of a decision this could be
1: yeah, I'm going to be keeping an eye on it for sure. It's always fun when we get to take a look at schedules uh, like that in general. Uh, speaking of schedules, we're going to have more for you on that. Some uh, reporting on Twitter that we're seeing uh, Meg Meg Han saying that that schedule is going to drop. So watch out for our reaction episode when it does. That's happening very, very soon. Stay tuned for that. We want to thank you all for listening to our news and notes portion of attacking third you can follow us on twitter at attacking third for more we're on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows you can leave us a five-star review on spotify now and if you have any questions for us you can leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts with your question and lisa and i will answer it during our mailbag segment, we're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Third. And we'll be back on Friday with Challenge Cup preview for you all, game-by-game analysis, everything for you on Friday. For Sanjorda and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Hey,
3: everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger.